Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Growing Pains podcast. I'm your host, Allison LaRue. Today, we're talking about anxiety. But before we dive in, a couple of fun things. If you're watching on the YouTube version, I'm in my new apartment. I have officially moved. If you don't know, if you haven't been keeping up with me on Instagram, I officially moved and I am now living in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I am loving it here so far. I'm very happy with my decision to move. Um, so yeah, that's number one. Number two, I have different hair. I chopped my hair off and I dyed it dark and I'm absolutely loving it. I'm feeling sexy as ever. Um, so that's very exciting. If you aren't watching on the YouTube version, you should go and subscribe to my YouTube. It's always linked in the description, but it's also just Allison LaRue. Um, I always have video versions of these podcast episodes as well as I do vlogs here and there. Um, I have my whole Europe trip vlogged. So please go subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. It really does help me. If you're listening on Spotify, um, make sure to you know rate it and review it. Five stars, all those things. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Allison LaRue. And let's just dive right in. We're talking about anxiety. And this is something that I've dealt with my entire life. I got diagnosed with anxiety when I was seven years old, and it's just something I've been dealing with. And for the first, I would say, up until I was 20 years old, I thought anxiety was just this thing I had to accept that was my fate forever. Um, And I want to tell you this because I think it's really important to hear. It really changed my outlook on my anxiety and my life in general. Anxiety is not a life sentence. You are not sentenced to a life full of crippling anxiety that prevents you from doing anything. Um, I think, and granted, I'm not a therapist. I don't want to come across as ableist. This is simply my perspective from my journey and the people that I've seen around me. Um, Every case is different. Every person is different. So please keep that in mind. But for me personally, I victimized myself when it came to my mental health and I was a victim, you know, when it came to like, oh, my trauma and I have anxiety and I just, there's nothing I can do about it. And this is just like, this is it. This is my life. I have anxiety. I'm constantly anxious. I'm an anxious wreck. I'm depressed all the time and there's nothing I can do about it. And it was really empowering for me to realize that does not have to be the case. I'm not saying you can cure your anxiety. I personally think anxiety is something that every single person experiences. Um, Granted, not every single person experiences anxiety attacks, but I think people have anxiety um, in general. I think it's a very common thing. I think it's a normal human reaction, and we will dive into that. I really just thought, like, this is my life. I'm going to be an anxious wreck forever. I'm going to have anxiety attacks forever, and my life will never feel like it's in my control, and this shit sucks. Pity me, boo me, sad me, I'm anxious, blah, 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 blah. That's what I thought. It wasn't until I was around 20 that I realized that does not have to be the case. And honestly, it was when I was like in the midst of my like first spiritual awakening when I was honestly like doing a bit of spiritual bypassing when it came to my emotions. But this is honestly something that really did help me, which is like the whole concept of you create your own reality and things only have the power that you give them. And once again, this is not the case for everybody. And I'm not speaking to all mental health issues at all. This is simply like my perspective on my anxiety. I always want to reiterate that because I'm fully aware what works for me. It's not a one size fits all. It's not going to work for everybody. Um, But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably align with some of the things that I talk about. So hopefully this will work for you and hopefully this will help you in some way, shape or form. But if it doesn't, that's okay. Um, 
but maybe some of these things will. So when I was going through this whole spiritual awakening and I was realizing like things really do only have the power that I give them, that goes for my thoughts as well Um, because my anxiety would start with spiraling thoughts and then I would just allow myself to spiral until it landed me into an anxiety or panic attack and I eventually got fucking sick of it. I got tired of it. I was sick of my anxiety and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm figuring something out. And I truly believe that there's always something that can be done to alleviate whatever you're experiencing. Um, So I started really to dive into like, what can I do to help myself? What can I do to figure this out? And through sitting with myself, it really hit me that there was something causing my anxiety. Um, Some people may just be anxious for no reason. Um, but I knew that there was like roots to all of these things. Every single thing that I was experiencing, even if in that moment, I it, nothing triggered it. There was nothing happening around me. There was something within me that was causing me to feel anxious. And also, it's super interesting why I started to have these realizations and why I started to really want to like take my mental health into my own hands was I was trying to quit smoking weed. And I had used this excuse for a really long time. I was very dependent on marijuana and I sort of told myself like, I need to smoke weed because it helps me with my anxiety. Um, Once again, using the whole diagnosis as like a crutch, that was something I did a lot and I've done a lot. I did it with my ADHD, not a crutch, but more so like a justification for shitty behaviors. Um, And I've noticed a lot of people do that. And once again, I'm not talking about everybody, but you know what I'm talking about, or maybe you don't, but it's sort of like, oh, I have to do this thing because of my anxiety or, oh, I'm always late because of this or, oh, this, that, the third. Your mental health issues are your mental health issues. And yes, it is very important to be compassionate and to be understanding and to be graceful with people. But also your mental health issues is nobody's responsibility but your own. It's tough to realize, but if we're being honest with ourselves, everyone is mentally ill to some degree. And if all of us decided to just not be responsible for our mental health issues and what it causes in our life, the world would be fucking rampant. Nobody would be showing up on time to things. Nobody would be communicating with with each other. There would be no such thing as healthy relationships. But like your shit is your responsibility. And that's what I really had to realize. Um, And therapy really helped me with this. But I was one of those people for a really long time of like, oh, I can't communicate because of my trauma and oh, I can't go do that because of my anxiety and oh, I can't go do this because of this. Once again, and I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face, this does not apply to everybody, okay? I don't want this to come across as ableist. I am simply speaking on my experience with this um, because there are some like actual justifications for like not being able to do things and I will say if your mental health issues or even your anxiety is on the more serious side, you can obviously listen to this podcast, but I wouldn't necessarily, I would take it with a grain of salt. I'm not a mental health professional. I'm sharing from my experience and the things that I've learned over the years when it comes to psychology, but like serious mental health issues is not my expertise. I'm just here like speaking about things that have worked for me and personal development. I'm not a mental health expert by any means. Anyways, I got sidetracked. But basically what I was saying is that I had to really be honest with myself of like, no, bitch, this weed is not helping you with your anxiety. You're just trying to use that to justify why you smoke so much goddamn weed. So then I was like, okay, you're so right. And then I stopped smoking weed and I realized, oh, 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 O'Reilly, auto parts. I've got some shit to work through. And also it really wasn't helping me with my anxiety at all. That's also another thing I really want to state is like, 
I will. A lot of you wanted me to make an episode talking about weed. And I think I did. Actually, I did. It's just not on YouTube. It's on Spotify and Apple only. So go listen to that if you want to. Um, I don't know how far long ago it was. That wasn't a right sentence. Maybe in October, maybe in November. Who knows? Um, But I just want to say, obviously, weed can really help some people with their anxiety. But also, there are a lot of people who smoke weed and are dependent on weed and claim that it helps them with their anxiety. But truly, that's just them justifying the fact that they don't want to quit. Be honest with yourself. Because also, like, for me personally, and also I have a lot of friends who I've seen this happen to, where it's like, we say weed is helping us with our anxiety, but really, it's just a Band-Aid. It's not curing anything. It's not fixing anything. It's just numbing you and it's making it less intense, which can be good for moments when you're like borderline going into an anxiety attack. But me personally, like on an everyday basis, I don't want to just numb myself to this because it's still there and I'm going to have to deal with this shit at one point or another. Um, Because for me and a lot of the people I know, not everybody, anxiety comes from like shit you have yet to work through, you know, like trauma, limiting beliefs, just like emotions and things that you haven't faced yet um so I got to a point where I was like I need to face this because I'm tired of being anxious all the time I'm sick of this and smoking weed is just covering it up it's putting a band-aid on it but it's not solving anything and I've seen a lot of people in my life recently get to a point where they smoke so much weed that their tolerance is so high that it doesn't help with their anxiety anymore so they're still having panic attacks but still trying to smoke to fix it and it's just not working anymore and they're sitting here smoking like joint after joint after joint after joint to try to fix their anxiety but really what you need to do is like stop and assess and figure out you know what emotions are coming up figure out how to deal with your emotions essentially figure out how to regulate your emotions how to regulate your nervous system but we're going to get into that with all of that being said ask yourself this question what is causing your anxiety for me personally if i ask myself this question right now because while i have worked through a lot of these things and i have overcome my anxiety a lot I still experience it I think I will for the rest of my life one because I was diagnosed and two because I think it's normal for humans to experience anxiety however this week specifically I've been really anxious when it comes to money Um, I've lost a couple of clients I'm not making the income that I'm used to that makes me feel safe that makes me feel stable and I'm really anxious about the fact that I'm not getting in the money that I would like to be getting Um, And I'm also anxious because I just moved into a new apartment and I got a new car and I have bills to pay. And I'm like, what if I can't blah, 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 all of these things, right? So at a first glance, what is making me anxious in this moment is money, is the fact that I don't have the clients that I want. But that's not really what's making me anxious, right? It goes deeper than that. So find your first thing that's making you anxious and go deeper. Why is that making you feel anxious? That's just a situation. You know, situations only have the power that you give them. There's a reason this specific situation has an emotional charge on you because someone else might experience that same situation and it doesn't affect them at all, but it's affecting you because it has some sort of significance or underlying meaning to it, you know? So we have to figure out what is that underlying meaning? go deeper. This could be a fear of change. This could be a fear of being alone. This could be fear of lack of control. There's a lot of different things here. For me, I have money trauma. It goes deeper than that. It goes into my childhood, not being taken care of, not feeling supported, not feeling provided for, right? I have historically had a lot of anxiety when it comes to feeling like I'm not in control of things. So the fact that I can't just snap my fingers and have a new client right now and have the money that I would like and it's out of my control and I have to trust is making me feel anxious. 
Okay, so these are your fears, right? We can go deeper than that. Why do you have this fear of change? Why do you have this fear of, you know, being out of control of situations? Why do you have this fear of being alone? It's deeper than that. Deeper than that. Go deeper. What's beyond that? A lot of the times, anxiety comes back to three things. Lack of stability, lack of security, and lack of safety. Most times when you're experiencing anxiety, you can break down whatever is currently causing you to feel anxious into one of those three things. Lack of stability, lack of security, and lack of safety. It is quite literally your nervous system telling you we are not safe, we are not secure, we are not stable, and it's making your body feel anxious so it can alert you to do something about it. And I want to tell you this, there is nothing that you can get done properly when you are in this highly emotional state right? Your adrenaline is pumping. You're in fight or flight. You're not thinking clearly. Your heart is pumping. You feel like you can't breathe. And it all comes back to the fact that your nervous system is not regulated in the moment. A lot of the times when we are feeling anxious, we think we have to resolve this topical issue that is currently making us feel anxious, right? So maybe you just lost your job and that's making you feel anxious because you don't know what's coming next. There's a lot of change up in the air and you don't know where you're going to get your money. So you think in order to stop feeling anxious, you're going to have to get a new job. That's valid. And I understand why you think that. But at the core of it, What you need to do to stop feeling anxious is to regulate your nervous system because the truth is there is always going to be a situation that is going to make you anxious and if you are in this rat race of just trying to solve the next problem and the next problem and the next problem, you are going to feel anxious for the rest of time because there's always going to be something in life that is out of your control. Life is always going to be changing and there's always going to be things that are making you feel insecure, unstable, and unsafe. But what you can do and what is always in your control is your emotions, is your nervous system. So you can start and learn how to regulate your emotions and regulate your nervous system. That way, your everything is brought back down to a baseline, right? You regulate your nervous system, you regulate your nervous system, and now you're in a calm mindset where you can now actually tackle things properly, right? Because when you're super anxious and you're frantic and you're trying to get things done, nothing gets done how it's supposed to. But when you calm yourself down first, you can then properly tackle things and get shit done, right? And then you'll really feel good. But the fact of the matter is, life is always out of your control. Life is always changing. And there's always going to be something you can be anxious about. Truthfully, there always will be. Life isn't perfect. It never will be. It never has been. It's not right now. That's why you're feeling anxious. But do you want to feel anxious for the rest of your life? I know you don't. So let's learn how to regulate our nervous system. It's one of the most empowering things that you can do. And what really struck me is I've known this for a while, but I've never really been able to put it into words. Um, But just the other day, I was having a very, very, very anxious day Um, because even though I've worked through a lot of shit, I still have a really big emotional connection to change and things being out of my control. I'm not necessarily afraid of it anymore, but it still does have an emotional charge over me because it has for so long. So, so much change has happened this week. You know, I moved and that's really big and I'm out of my routine. Um, So I've naturally started to get a bit more anxious because I'm out of my routines and I've sort of stopped doing the things that I know make me feel good because 
I'm out of my routine and I just moved and all of these different things. And I started to feel anxious. And I was asking myself, Allison, why are you anxious? Oh, it's because you don't have clients. That's been my main reason of why I've been anxious lately. It's been my main thing that I'm going to. When really I was feeling anxious because my nervous system wasn't regulated. I was feeling anxious because I was out of my routines. I was feeling anxious because I hadn't been working out, because I hadn't been speaking to my friends, because I hadn't been walking, because I hadn't been doing the things that I know make me feel good, right? That keep me at my baseline. You have to figure out what it is that you need to do to keep you at your baseline. On Friday, I was feeling very anxious and I told myself, okay, Allison, you're feeling anxious because you don't have the clients that you want and maybe you're not going to be able to pay your bills in a couple of months, even though I know that's not true. My brain is trying to scare me. I can still pay my bills. I have money in savings. I have these things that make me feel secure, but still my brain is trying to convince me that something is wrong. This is what I'm telling you. Even if nothing is wrong, there will always be something wrong because your brain is going to convince you of that. So we need to help our brain calm the fuck down. (laughs) So what did I do? I went to the gym. I joined the gym membership here. I hadn't done that yet. That made me feel very good because the gym is a really big part of my routine that not only makes me feel stable, but it also makes me feel good. You know, it releases endorphins, it releases dopamine, it releases serotonin. It's really good for you. You feel better when you take care of yourself. It is non-negotiable. You feel better when you nourish your body. You feel better when you take care of your body. You feel better when you shower. You feel better when you take care of your heart and you talk to friends and you go run in the field of flowers. You feel better when you nurture and nourish yourself. So do that. You deserve it. If you needed someone to tell you that you deserve to be taken care of, this is me telling you that. You deserve to be taken care of. And if nobody is taking care of you, do it for yourself, damn it. Take care of yourself. Please, you deserve it. I joined the gym. And I went and worked out and I was feeling anxious because, oh my God, I'm at a new gym and all these, I don't know where the things are. Once again, change. I'm out of my routines. I was feeling anxious. But instead of letting myself spiral, 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 sometimes you just got to fucking walk into it head on into the things that's making you freak out so much and say, all right, I'm feeling anxious. That doesn't have to stop me. That's another thing that I realized is like, I thought my anxiety was, that's it. We hit a wall. I'm anxious. I can't do it. That's not true. I will say, know know your own limits. Don't push yourself to the point of having a panic attack. This is something that you're going to work up to. It's sort of like exposure therapy. And that is something I'm going to talk about. But know your own limits. Know, like, please know how capable you are. And I know your brain tries to convince you that you're not. Your brain tries to convince you that you are weak, that you are incapable. That is not the case, my love. You are so capable. You are so resilient. You are so strong. And the fact that you are here listening to this podcast about anxiety, which is a bitch. I know you are resilient. I know you are capable because you've done it. You've gotten through everything up until this point. You've handled it all. Okay? So I know you can do this. And you need to start showing yourself that you can do it. Because that's one of the ways that you're going to overcome it. Is by showing yourself, I can do this. It's okay. I got this. I can handle this. If you struggle with anxiety, I want this to be your mantra, your affirmation, whatever it is that you repeat to yourself on a daily basis, on a minute basis, whatever you need it to be. I can handle this. You are living proof that you can handle this. You know, it's what I remind myself. I've been in this situation before. And even if I haven't, I've been in worse situations before. And even if I haven't, even if this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life, I can handle this. I will get through this. I can survive because what else am I going to do? We're a human being. At our core, our very first instinct is to survive. 
That's what we were made to do. We are here to survive. You will get through it. Even if it feels like the end of the world, it's not. You're going to be okay. You can handle this. You are capable. You are resilient. And you've got this. Start showing yourself that. Start building trust with yourself, right? Because if we are afraid of change, if we are afraid of being unsafe, lack of stability, we have to build our trust to show ourselves, no, I got you. It's another thing I want you to start telling yourself, whether it be to your inner child, your inner teenager, or this current version of you. I always picture my inner child because I know that's where my anxiety comes from. She feels so unsafe. And growing up in a really hectic household, and this is very common for a lot of people who had a lot of childhood trauma, when you grow up in a very hectic environment, in a very chaotic environment, you tend to seek chaos. So our brains cause chaos constantly because that's what we're used to. That is our baseline. When you grow up in a very traumatic environment, your baseline is chaos. We're unlearning that and we're teaching our brain, no, no, no. Calm and peace and safety and security is my baseline. But it's going to feel very, very, very weird and very... Just like you don't notice it. You can't recognize it. This is not my baseline. I don't know what the fuck this is. That's why I resisted stability for so long because I didn't I didn't know what it was. A lot of the times you seek out traumatic things and, you know, toxic relationships and you're constantly changing things because that's what you're used to when you grew up with it. You know, it's like the quote, um, a kid who grew up in a burning house will always think the world is on fire, but it's not. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to constantly burn yourself because you grew up in a house that was on fire, you know? Seek the house that's not on fire and that has sprinklers and a smoke alarm because you deserve safety and you deserve security and you deserve stability. If it's your inner child, I want you to find that version of yourself and even maybe like find pictures of them. Um, But it doesn't have to be if you don't like to do that kind of thing, if that's too like spiritual for you or whatever and you just want to like overcome your anxiety. Repeat to yourself, I'm safe. I've got you we're taken care of. Because for me, this is really big. It really comes down to how badly I want to be taken care of because I lacked that so much in my childhood. I just never felt like I was looked out for. I never felt like I was stood up for. I never felt like I was taken care of. And I always lacked stability. I never felt safe. I never felt secure. I never felt stable. So I always, always, always have to tell myself, Allison, I've got you. You're safe everything is okay. You are safe. You are safe. There's, I'm providing you security. You do not have to worry about this. I've got you. I can handle this. You're okay. You are safe. That's been one of the biggest things with my anxiety is repeating to myself, you are safe. You are safe. You are safe. And eventually your brain's going to start to believe it. I remember the first few times I told myself that I was like, Allison, you're safe. I got you. I was like, bitch, first of all, no, I'm not. And second of all, no, you don't. Don't say that to me. You don't have me. Everyone who said that was lying. You don't have me. You're going to leave. Listen to what you repeat to yourself after you tell yourself you're safe. Listen to what your brain says after you tell yourself, I can handle this. I've got you. You're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. I'm handling it. What does your brain think? And I know it's going to be different for everybody. It might not be safety for you. It might be stability or it might be security. But a lot of the times it does come down to those three things. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's something else for you and comment it down below so I can know or DM me about it if you'd rather. But rewiring your brain to get to a baseline where it is at stability, you know, because that's what we're lacking and you deserve that. And it's going to take a while. It might take the rest of your damn life. 
but it's worth it and you will see improvements i promise it's gonna feel really difficult at first but it is so 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 worth it please trust me on that so let's move into some ways we can work on overcoming our anxiety um I want to say like don't distract yourself from it unless you are in the middle of a panic attack or an anxiety attack Um, because the goal here is to learn how to regulate your emotions and regulate your nervous system and like rewire your brain into knowing that you are safe and you are secure and you are stable. Um, So distracting yourself from it is not going to be the way you do it. I used this reference in a previous episode, but like if there's a creepy guy in the room and he's staring at you and he's creeping you out, you looking the other way and pretending he's not there isn't going to make you feel any less creeped out. You're still going to feel him staring at you and he's not going to leave. But if you want that man to leave, you have to look at him, address him, recognize that he's there, look him in the face and say, sir, I don't want you here. You need to leave. Sir, you need to leave. And then he'll leave and then you'll feel safe because he's out now. That's the same with your anxiety. You can't turn your other head and distract yourself by smoking weed or by talking to everyone or by watching a show or by doing all these things, listening to music, whatever, turning as much sound and activity on as possible and thinking it's going to go away. You're still going to feel anxious. You'll notice this. Even when you're distracting yourself, it's always there. You always feel it in your chest or the pit of your stomach. It's always there. Or you always hear the voice repeating in your head, you're not safe, you're not safe, you're not safe. You're going to fail, you're going to fail. Your life is going to fall apart. The world's ending. What are you going to do? You're a failure. You always hear it because you're not facing it. You have to tell yourself you are strong enough to look this shit in the face and say, I'm done with you. You got to get the fuck out of here. You know, look at your anxiety and really face it head on and be like, no, where are you coming from? Who are you? What the fuck is wrong with you, bitch? (laughs) Like get mad at it. Something that's really helped me along the way is picturing that inner voice that is your inner critic or your anxiety or whatever. And this can help people who don't even struggle with anxiety. But picture this inner voice in your head that is shit talking to you and convincing you that you're a failure, that you're ugly, that you're a piece of shit, that nobody loves you, that everything's going to fall apart, that nothing's going to work out for you, that change is scary, that you aren't safe. Picture that voice in your head as a person outside of you. Externalize it. I've gotten to the point where I always picture it as a person sitting on my couch or just following me around. And then you start to hear the things that they're saying. And when you picture it as someone else, that's not a voice in your head. You're like, holy shit, dude, shut the fuck up. You're insufferable. Imagine a person following you around and be like, it's not going to work out. You look horrible today. You look really fat. Oh my God, everyone's going to hate you. Everyone's going to notice that thing about you. You're going to fail. You don't have enough money. How are you going to be able to pay your bills? What are you going to do? The world's ending. Everything's going to fall apart. It's like, I'm going to smack the shit out of you, dude. When you start to do that, it really helps. Because not only are you becoming more aware of your anxious spirals and your thought patterns, you're also externalizing it and detaching it from yourself. Because here's the thing, babe. You are not your anxiety. You are not your anxious thoughts. And I know you've connected it to your identity because I swear to God, that's what they want us to do. That's why I fucking hate diagnoses and like, you are anxious, you have anxiety, you are this. Please stop saying to yourself, I'm anxious. No, you're not. You are a person. You are my friend. You might be experiencing anxiety right now. You might be feeling anxious right now, but you are not anxiety. I didn't know that was your name. It's not. Stop saying I'm anxious. No, you're fucking not. You might feel it, but you're not anxiety. 
okay? Stop identifying with it because that really does something to your fucking subconscious. You are not anxiety. I'm feeling anxious. I've been experiencing anxiety, okay? Thank you. And I probably said at the beginning of this episode, I've been anxious this week. I'm still learning as well. I'm still working through it as well. Do not distract yourself from it. Look that shit in the face and be like, babe, you're really fucking annoying me right now. It's much easier to face it when you picture it as something outside of you because you're aware of it, you're fucking annoyed by it, and you detach from it, right? And then you can like honestly start to question it. It's sort of like journaling and you can journal about it, but you can also talk out loud to it, like record yourself on your phone and be like, so what's your fucking problem? Why are you feeling this way? Where did you come from? Who told you these things? Why do you think that's the truth? And why are you trying to make me feel this way? I'm done with you, bitch. I'm done with you. Or just say, shut the fuck up. I do that to myself sometimes. And if you are like a friend of mine, you may have heard it because sometimes I'll be in conversation and I'll just start to like spiral or even like word vomit. And I'll just tell myself, shut up, shut up, stop, stop doing that. I'll look at myself in the mirror sometimes too. Like, you know, it's been with my body in the past where I'm like really shit talking myself and I'm like, stop doing that. Something that I've been loving lately especially when it comes to my body, but also when it comes to like my capabilities in general, I say to that voice in my head who's talking shit on me, stop talking about my friend like that. And if you can't call yourself your friend yet, let me say it for you. Hey, whoever you are, that shit talking voice, you know who you are. Stop talking about my friend like that. Stop saying my friend is incapable. Stop saying my friend is a failure. Stop saying my friend is ugly. Stop saying mean things about my friend or I'm going to beat your ass. (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome i love you and that was sincerely sending that to the shit talking voice in your head xoxo allison love you you're gonna get to a point when you realize yeah dude i deserve to be stood up for stand up to your own self stand up to that shit talking voice in your head the meanest person is the fucking voice in my head and i've never stood up to it until recently and it's felt incredible your confidence will multiply by 3000 you really start to feel like you are something deserving of feeling good deserving of being cared for deserving of being stood up for when you start to care for yourself when you start to make yourself feel good when you start to stand up for yourself trust me babes so stop distracting yourself obviously if you're in a panic attack if you're in an anxiety attack distract yourself these are some things that i would do when i was about to go into an anxiety attack or if i was already in one you've probably already heard about it but it's really just trying to ground yourself um, and equal parts being present and also distracting yourself um, but it's like looking around the room and being like okay what are some things i can see right now and get into details like I can see the gradient of the colors from black to orange on my blanket and I can see the texture of the fur on my cat and I can see how this piece on my mug is like chipping off and what are some things I can hear I can hear my ice box I can hear a plane outside what are some things I can touch around me that feel textured I can feel my laptop I can feel my microphone what can I smell things like that and see as I was doing that I like fully got brought back to the moment and this is good even if you're not experiencing anxiety this is just like mindfulness in general but it really helps your brain like realize okay 
There's no problem in this exact moment. You're making yourself feel safe when you feel unsafe. Your brain is convincing you that you're not safe in this moment. So you're bringing yourself back to a moment where you actually are, you know, in the power of now. Um, it's a really incredible book that helped me a lot with my anxiety because um, the author Eckhart Tolle, um, he's, he mentioned a quote that will always stick around with me. And it was basically this idea that humans are the only species on this planet that have problems because we create them. Every species of animal experiences shit from like death to getting seriously injured to losing their homes to losing their loved ones. And it's not a problem. It just is. It just exists. There's no such thing as a problem. That's literally just like a word humans invented to describe something that we don't really like because our feelings are getting hurt. But if you are in a life or death situation, and as someone who's experienced many, I can confirm when you are in a situation where there's so much on the line, like someone's life or your own life, you do not take the time to like stress about it and realize this is a problem, you know? Like whenever I'm in my most traumatic situations, I'm not anxious at all because you don't have fucking time to be. You have to survive. You have to deal with it. Later, you'll get anxious about it and later you'll address it as a problem. But in that moment, it's not a problem. It just is. Our brains are the things that create the problems. Everything else just exists. So sort of recognizing that like, yeah, shitty things can happen, but it only has the power that I give it. And it just is. Things just happen. It is okay. Um, But like bringing yourself back to the moment, the power of now and realizing is there a problem in this moment? 95% of the time, no. Looking around your room and doing those things, like what are some things I can see? That's not a problem. There's no problem in this moment. There's nothing threatening my safety in this moment. You are safe. You are okay. That thing that is haunting you, that is convincing you you are not safe, is not here right now. You are safe. I promise you. I've got you. You're safe. You're okay. Look around. You don't see it. It's not here. You're safe. It's trauma that's been triggered. It's not here right now. It's in here. It's in your heart. But you got to let that shit go, babe. That's why I'm so convinced that so much anxiety comes from trauma. And I've really started to work through that. Like, where does this come from? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let me go, bitch. Stop. Get the fuck off of me. You don't need to hold on to me anymore. I've carried this shit around for so long. I don't want to be a victim of this shit anymore. Let me go. So I've been working through that and and I highly recommend you do the same, but you can only do that when you stop distracting yourself from it. Sometimes you have to just sit there and let yourself feel fucking anxious so you can get to the bottom of it and let it go. So moving forward, babe, these are some ways that you can regulate your nervous system to really help out with your anxiety. Working out. I know you don't want to do it. You got to fucking do it. Whether it's going on a walk, which I highly recommend, even if you are a gym girly or a gym bro or a gym person, go on a walk outside, please. Nothing feels better than getting fresh air, getting some sunlight. And those are two other things I recommend to regulate your nervous system, fresh air and sunlight, especially first thing in the morning. Do not go on your phone first thing in the morning. That is one of the worst things you can do for your anxiety. Keep the phone out. Keep the phone away. Have some self-control. Put it in another room. Do not let yourself get on that fucking phone until you wake up, until you get some sun on your face, until you breathe in some fresh air, until you figure out how you're feeling that day. Because so many times we get on our phone, our phones decide how we're feeling in the morning. You open TikTok and you see a sad video and you're sad in the morning. Ask yourself, how do I feel this morning? You know, 
let your emotions tell you how they're feeling first thing in the morning. Figure out where you are, what your baseline is for the day. Start with that, you know, waking up in the morning, going outside, getting some fresh air, going on a 15 minute walk in the morning or in the evening, but definitely get fresh air and sunlight in the morning. Go on walks outside, even in the winter, go on a 10 minute walk. Um, but I like getting my steps in every day makes me feel so good um, because it really does just release something. Lifting weights makes me feel so good. Hot yoga makes me feel so good. Stretching makes me feel so good. You need to move your body, babe, please. Talking to friends and when you're anxious, you don't have to vent about it to your friends. Also know that like, yes, it's nice to do it sometimes, but please make sure you ask your friends if they have the space to do that. Like, hey, I'm feeling a bit anxious and I really think like talking through it would help me. Do you have the space to like let me vent to you? Because I have, I know I've done it to people when they haven't had the space or like I haven't asked for permission and I feel really bad about it, especially since I've been on the receiving end of it so many times where people have vented to me and I just like, I didn't even have my own emotions regulated and I was taking on their shit and it was just too much. Your friends are not your therapist. And I know that can sound really fucked up, but like we all have our own shit and sometimes we just cannot take on other people's. So make sure you ask first. And also you don't always have to vent. Even if something's going wrong in your life, just having a conversation with your friends really helps. Talking to people that you love, taking showers, dancing, listening to your favorite song, going on drives with the windows down, playing with animals, journaling, getting in tune with your emotions, figuring out how you're really feeling, taking deep breaths, drawing, painting, you know, your hobbies, whatever it may be, grounding yourself, getting into the present moment. These are all things that can really help regulate your nervous system. Um, And, you know, there are millions more. You can look them all up. There are so many things you can do, but those are personally some things that I do. Um, And just sitting in the sun is big for me as well. Um, another thing is building confidence. This is something that has really helped me with overcoming my anxiety, um, because it's showing me, it's reminding me that like, I'm capable, I can handle this. The more I, the more I experience and the more that I build my confidence and the more that I realize I am one capable bitch and I can do anything I need to do. I've really experienced less anxiety because you just know you can handle anything and you've got yourself and you can protect yourself and you are secure in every situation and you can handle anything life comes at you. Um, But when it comes to confidence, and I think I actually might just do a whole episode on that, it comes with practice, you know, sort of like exposure therapy. So throw yourself into some things, but take it in baby steps, you know? So for example, um, I was really afraid of change for a while, but throwing yourself headfirst into a change might make you panic a lot and might make things worse. Um, For me, I am a person who like I learned best by being thrown head fucking first in the deep end. Literally, that's how I learned how to swim. I was drowning. (laughs) Like it's either, okay, you're going to drown or you're going to swim. And I swam. I did. And that's how I learned how to swim. Same with riding a bike. Like, take those training wheels off and ride down a hill. You're either going to figure it out or you're going to fall. I fell. (laughs) But I learned how to ride a bike. With change, I started to just, like, do things afraid and realize you can be afraid and you can be scared and you can still do it. And it really started with deciding that I wasn't going to go to college. That was really scary for me because that was the stable route. That was the safe route. But I realized like sometimes the safe route is going to not lead you to the life that you want to live. And that was the case with that. So I decided to drop out of college 
And then I decided to start a business and I had no idea what I was doing, but I did it anyways. And then I was like, I need to keep working through this fear of change. So I went and traveled Mexico by myself for a month. First, I traveled to Boston by myself and then I went to Mexico and then I eventually went to Europe and then I started moving and now I'm way less afraid of change. There are a lot of different things. Dating. This is going to help you build your confidence a lot because you learn a lot about yourself. If you have anxiety when it comes to dating people, I did as well, start going on dates with people that you're not super interested in. And there's nothing wrong with that. I thought for a while, like, oh my God, that's leading them on. No, it's not. It's first fucking date. You're not leading anybody on. Um, You're helping yourself. And also you're getting to know someone. Maybe you'll end up being their friend. But going on dates straight away with people that you like, oh my God, you're the love of my life. That's scary. There's a lot of pressure there. Take the pressure off of yourself. Go on a date with someone you're not typically interested in and just see where it goes. But that's going to be all for today's episode um, because I just ran my mouth for nearly 50 minutes and it's eight o'clock at night and I'm freaking sleepy. But I hope this helped you. I may have forgotten to say some things because we all know how I am. I, I talk so damn much and then I forget to say half the things that I want to say. But according to my notes, I did a damn good job. Um, working through your trauma is going to really help you with this. Your anxiety is not a life sentence. You can overcome this. Granted, you will still likely experience some form of anxiety for the rest of your life in some way, shape, or form, but don't we all? I love you so much, friends. You are capable. You can handle this. You deserve to be stood up for. You deserve to be taken care of and tell that shit-talking voice in your head to stop talking about my fucking friend like that. Okay? I love you, Angel. You are my sweet, sweet friend, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being here. You deserve healthy love. Bye, love.